Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren. And today we're going to be talking about Family Name from The Rainbow Children. Recorded early to late 2000 at Paisley Park and released on the 16th of October 2001. On the track, it is Prince, John Blackwell, Mr. Hayes, and I'm going to say Femi Yia? I don't know how you pronounce that name. I've never heard it said out loud. Uh, the track is 8 minutes 17, and joining me to talk about today is Erica Thompson. Hello, Erica. Hello. Um, now, in terms of like a genre, um, I, th- I mean, I think I might struggle a little bit, but these last three songs on this album all feel like part of just one kind of continuous thing. Um, like a, a kind of a, almost like a mini suite of songs just to finish the album off. Um, they're all kind of roughly in the same vein. And they all contain quite a lot of information about various things that Prince wants to kind of get off his chest before we we finally finish this album. Um, so, but he starts here with the um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess they're all still kind of funk songs towards the end here. Um, but you know, we we kind of we mostly focus. Um, interestingly, there's this kind of like bass riff that kind of starts the song off um, and kind of goes throughout the song. Um, you know, and then you kind of have, you know, the kind of the, the kind of, you know, backing vocals kind of come in, um, you know, the, the slowed down computer voice or altered computer voice that's the, that is spoken at the beginning um, is done by Femi Yia. Um, and so, you know, we kind of open with, um, <laughs> I mean, the booklet and I've spoken about this before that came with um, Rainbow Children. It's almost like if you just could read the booklet, like the way it's laid out, it's almost like it's meant to be like a story. Like you don't need the music. You could kind of just read it, you know, in booklet form, the way that Prince formats the different, like spoken word is formatted in a slightly different way to the way the words that are sung. And, you know, you can just kind of like read it from beginning to end. It would be a very odd read. Um, But, you know, in theory, the way that the kind of concept of the album works is you could, if you wanted, read it as like a, you know, a story. And I feel like Family Name is is kind of the one track that really leans into that the most. You know, you have this, I mean, I think it's almost three minutes before, you know, Prince comes in with the mirror, mirror. Um, you know, so it, it, it like takes a while for Prince to actually kind of start the song. But before that, you have this like really long kind of introduction um, by this robot voice. Someone who, you know, will come back on other Prince albums later on. There are times where Prince kind of goes back to this kind of, you know, robot voice giving people instructions. Um, you know, and we find out here that, you know, we have just accessed the Akashic Records Genetic Information Division. Um, you know, and this is apparently this is required for anyone who wishes to obtain a marriage blessing from the kingdom, uh, which I can only assume is a reference to Kingdom Hall. Um, you know, again, like Prince was very oblique about with the kind of Jehovah's Witnesses references on this album. So you have to kind of look for them, um, you know, and <laughs> Prince, I don't know why he did this, but he says that to begin the program, place your right hand on the scanner and tightly clench up your butt cheeks as you might feel a slight electrical shock. Um, and you do hear, um, I think it's uh, uh, Mr. Hayes just kind of letting out a scream. Um, and there's, there's a little bit of electricity sound effect. Um, and then, you know, it says, please select your the, the race history you desire. Um, and it says, you have selected African-American. This is your history. And, I mean, not being an African-American myself, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure that I can speak with any authority on you know, the the kind of the story that Prince gives here, Um, you know, in particular, the way that he frames um, black and white is a fallacy, which, you know, I feel like, you know, that's not territory that that I can personally comment on. 
Um, you know, and he says that it is simply another way of saying this or that. Um, now, I mean, Erica, what are your thoughts on this particular passage of this song? <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yes, I am African-American. <laughs> so I think, I mean, again, it's it's hard with Prince, right? Because we can project what we think on him. But since he never said exactly what he meant, we'll never know for sure. But when I hear that line, I think about race being a social construct and being something that was created to oppress a certain class of people in America. And I think, you know, the whole idea of family name, it, and he references this in the song, right? Like slavery in the U.S. and how, you know, Africans' names and their culture and, and even their religion, so much of it was was stripped from them um, through slavery. So I think because, and I think um, if you look in the lyric booklet where he says, you might say, what's your mat?" you know, what, what are you mad about? And what are you mad about is in quotation. So it's almost like talking to African-Americans, what are you mad about? And the response is, well, you still have your family name. You know, your culture was not stripped from you. And, you know, he gets into that with, with the lyrics and the little skit that he does where, you know, the slave is saying, this is my name, but the slave owner is saying, no, this is your name now. So I think that's the way I interpret this whole thing. And I think, if we think about the two themes on Rainbow Children as a whole, I would say one is religion and one is race because Prince talks a lot about race uh, throughout the whole album. So that's kind of what I think of. It's funny because obviously he, he shifts the narrative to London, England sometime in the early 1600s. Uh, and I have to feel attacked, Prince. I mean, you know, let's not bring the British into this. Um, but yeah, you know, he has he has this kind of the the kind of the dialogue of you know what's your name and he says Abu Khan and he says well now it's Tom Lynch which like seems like a you know a, a kind of a very kind of arbitrary naming there but um, yeah like the idea of taking people's names obviously is something you know that um, you know it, it it kind of you know is very kind of specific to kind of you know this the slave experience and you know the introduction I, I've got to say if I'm listening to this song I'll probably put the song on and then go make a cup of tea or something and come back by the time the introduction is finished. Um, you know, and when Prince comes in, I feel like, you know, the song kind of up until this point, you've just kind of had background music. But when Prince comes in, you have this kind of the bass really kind of kicks back in. And, you know, we kind of get Prince, you know, talking about um, the last days of the devil's deal, <laughs> which, again, you know, is kind of an oblique uh, Jehovah's Witness reference, um, you know. And I mean, you know, when we get to kind of the, the the chorus, which is like you say, has the quote. You know, what what you might say, what you're mad about, but you still got your family name. And each time he kind of returns to the the verse, uh, the, the chorus, should I say, he kind of changes the name. So he says, "Pleased to meet you, Mr. Rosenbloom," and then he says, "Pleased to meet you, Mr. Perlman," and then he says, "You know, uh, pleased to meet you, Mr. Goldstruck." So like each time he returns, it's like a different person that he's meeting. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I do like that he says, I'll be John Blackwell just the same, which is like, it's nice that he kind of shouts out his drummer. Uh, and I mean, the irony, of course, is that Prince for, you know, most of his career was known by simply, uh, you know, a mononym. You know, he didn't he didn't use his full, you know, he didn't use his family name. <laughs> you know, it was it was rare that he used the name Nelson, um, you know, at any point in his career. Of course, there are a few songs, you know, on certain albums where he calls himself Mr. Nelson, um, including a song that has that very name. Um, you know, so, but it's, it's, it, I don't know, I find it funny that he has a song called Family Name and he rarely used his own family name. Um, but again, that feels like that was a choice that he made, you know. Um, and also, the, you know, the fact that Prince is such an unusual name anyway, 
I feel like you don't need you don't need a surname to kind of sell yourself as that. Um, but yeah, like each time he returns to the chorus, he has you know you can call me Clay. Um, you know, like the, the kind of the different use of names, I think, is quite interesting within this song. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> towards the end, um, they apparently have found this tape and it's Thomas Jefferson, which, of course, makes no sense because there was no recording equipment around for the time that Thomas Jefferson lived. So um, but, you know, I, I like that the quote is my fellow Americans, if there is a just God, we're going to pay for this, which is just like. I don't know. I I think there's little elements of humor in this song that feels slightly misplaced, but I I kind of like that the prince is you know he's kind of back to being a bit more playful than he had been in, on the previous few albums, um, you know. So, but I mean, in terms of like the the kind of you know the the kind of the the music, I think this is probably again you know I think the strength of having John Blackwell um, in the band kind of comes through, you know, this is on, this is a song that's on a very solid beat. Prince kind of turns up the kind of fuzzy bass. It's a it's slightly different sound. And, and so it's kind of nice to hear that. Um, and of course, Prince, once again, um, not the first musician to do this, but he, he, he finishes by having, you know, uh, part of, uh, Martin Luther King's, I have a dream speech, um, you know, where it, it has the kind of black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, you know free at last free at last thank god almighty free at last so he you know he i mean there have been at least three other songs that i know of where people have taken that 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 speech um and kind of quoted that part from it so um but yeah i mean you know i i think i think kind of within the whole narrative of the the album like the kind of all the kind of stuff at the beginning of the you know um from the tribe of and you know the rainbow children <laughs> gets a, a name drop in there I think all that is, you know, it kind of obviously has a, a an interesting narrative purpose. But in terms of the song, I would feel like you can easily skip it. After after you've heard it once, you can probably skip that introduction bit and just get to the, the meat of the song, which still has a kind of political message in there. Um, you know, you don't you don't need Prince spending three minutes setting it all up with this kind of, you know, robot um, to actually get the message of the song. Um, but obviously within the, the larger narrative of the album, you know, feel, obviously that is that's just part of that. Um, you know, I feel like nine, ten years earlier, Prince probably would have had that as just a segue before the song began. But um, as it is, he attaches it to the song. Well, before I think before we get to the ending, I have some other things to say. There's, OK, there's so All much right. to say in this song. But I think <laughs> I think Prince has talked like a lot in his music prior to this about his race and about African-American culture and paying homage to it. But that, so I, I think it's really interesting how some would say he did and didn't. And I think that's because maybe in the eighties at the height of his popularity, he was still presenting this ambiguous image to some people like, you know, his race or his gender or his sexuality. So um, I don't know. I think that's interesting how we have two different perspectives on that. But um, kind of along the same lines of family name and what we were talking about slavery. So he drops these little little gems and references in the in the verses. So the verse that goes, teacher, teacher, what you say, did we really come over in a boat? Did it really go down that way? Or did I arrive before you and ruin Thanksgiving Day? Teacher, what you say. So that's a reference to... Um, you know, Africans existing in America 
prior to the transatlantic slave trade. So there's a lot of theory and history on that. So that's just kind of like one little drop there <laughs> that he gives you on that. And that, so I just really wanted to point that out. But also I kind of want to go into the religion a little bit. So Prince, it's just so interesting with him because the fact that he references the Akashic Records. So that's kind of like a collection of all knowledge of all human events and thoughts over time. And that's present in a lot of different spiritual systems. So it's present in like occult religious systems and Eastern religions like Hinduism and Buddhism. But if you want to go into Christianity, the, the, the similarity there would be the Book of Life. So it's really interesting how Prince would choose to say the Akashic Records instead of something like the Book of Life, especially since he's a Jehovah's Witness at this point, but Prince is kind of like always mixed in all these different religions. So it's just interesting to me that he would choose to do something like, to say something like Akashic Records, even though he's like a really devout Jehovah's Witness. So I think that's just kind of classic Prince, just kind of leaving you guessing there. Um, but then also I like that, like in all the, ver the different verses, so he has the verse about preacher, preacher, is it true that Jesus wants me to give my money to the likes of you? Ride around in your Lexus coop drive us to the cleaners in a pinstripe suit preacher that ain't true so it's I kind of like that Prince is kind of critical of the church here right because again even though he's a devout Jehovah's Witness he has some critique on on what some other places of worship are doing and then I think as you mentioned that like he talks about the devil you've been here since 1914 now you got to go so again like you said that's a reference to Jehovah's Witness doctrine because they believe that the devil was cast down to earth in the year 1914 so he, he references that so there's just like a lot going on in this song and you know you spoke about the Thomas Jefferson reference so I love the live at the Aladdin version of this because he changes that a little bit so like on the live version he goes um this is Thomas Jefferson yes I own slaves too so it is just like a humorous, it's like a humorous way of approaching a serious subject. So I admire, I, I admire that in Prince, but. Just using that speech, like just, and I, I feel like that, that, like that one little line, like the whole free at last, free at last, thank God almighty, we are free at last. I feel like, I mean, even by 2001, I feel like it become a little bit overused and it's kind of like. I mean, the fact that he contrasts it with Thomas Jefferson saying, if there's a just God, we're going to pay for this. And then he immediately goes to, like, Martin Luther King. Um, it doesn't... I mean, you know, obviously, at this point, Prince is, is, you know, quite close friends with Spike Lee. You know, they work together a little bit. And obviously, Spike Lee always finishes his films with both a quote from Malcolm X and a quote from um, MLK. Like, like, the two... Essentially, the kind of the two sides of, you know, the civil rights movement. It feels like Prince is kind of... He's not he's not explicitly using like the Malcolm X version because I don't think, you know, he would uh, he would agree with by any means necessary. But I, I like the fact that he's kind of almost saying, well, you know, the people who owned the slaves originally and who founded, you know, America, they're probably going to end up paying for this. Like they're probably not going to heaven for what they did, like even though they kind of, you know, set up this country and all this kind of stuff. He's like contrasting that with, you know, the kind of the civil rights of, of the 60s. And how, you know, finally somebody kind of managed to overturn what had been set up by, you know, the founders. 
Um, and I, I just think that's an interesting kind of little comparison. And also, I did kind of gloss over it a little bit. But yes, the kind of the attack on um, the various preachers who, um, you know, who have like the they, they, they ask for money to get the, the private jets and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, like like Benny Hinn and various people like that. So I don't think they were as big in 2001 as they have been in kind of the last decade. Um, but I think the fact that Prince is, is taking a shot at, you know, I mean, I guess various authorities. He takes a shot at like teachers. He takes a shot at preachers. You know, like he's he's basically, and then also he takes a shot at Thomas Jefferson before kind of you know using Martin Luther King at the end. And I think it's interesting that this is. I mean, I guess you could say this is about like on this album. This is certainly like the angriest the Prince is. Like it's almost like he's angry at the situation that you know African Americans have had to put up with for you know two hundred years before this. And so it's it's kind of interesting that, you know, this I wouldn't say it's a protest song, but it's certainly if you compare it to the rest of the album, you know, it is it has the religious overtones, but it is a lot angrier than a lot of the other songs on the album. Um, you know, even if it does have what, you know, sounds like a kind of fairly upbeat chorus, uh, which is, again, is hiding a little bit of the anger of, you know, you've still got your family name like it, it feels like the, the, the kind of this is almost a protest song. And maybe that's why towards the end you know, he falls back on, you know, an overused clip of Martin Luther King, basically. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that the, the what I interpret again, because I don't, you know, it's I don't want to project on Prince, but it's that the people who are oppressed are going to overcome. And, you know, freedom has been an ongoing theme with Prince through, you know, throughout his catalog, especially like in relation to his fight with Warner Brothers. So that's a theme that's very important to him. So I think that quote, you know, it was it was kind of a no brainer for him to use. But the Thomas Jefferson thing is interesting because like the, the narrator before before you hear Thomas Jefferson speak on the track, it says, we found this tape in the Akashic Records. This is Thomas Jefferson. So it's almost like, you know, the Akashic Records are, are something that not everyone can access so it's almost like oh like here's this hidden recording of like thomas jefferson expressing guilt for for what he has done knowing what he has done is wrong so i think that's kind of why why he put that in there um like you know the oppressed people are going to overcome you know the people who oppress them realize what they were doing or was evil and they're and they're going to pay so that's kind of how i interpret that um, i would say for me overall this is probably a four out of five um, I would say that, you know, if you cut off the opening narration about the, the Akashic Records and, uh, you know, all of that stuff. And I think if you just start with Mirror Mirror, it would probably be a five out of five. But, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend like I'm not one who's going to go around cutting up Prince songs. So uh, but yeah, if you, I think if you started like two and a half minutes in, I think it's a five out of five for me. But I think with that long introduction. Um, which I, I understand why Prince has put it there, but it's still, if you're listening to the song more than once, it kind of, it does drag a little bit. So I'd say I couldn't probably go higher than a four out of five. I'm going to go ahead and give it a five out of five, even with the intro. And it's so funny because during the intro, I can still get through it because it's so funky. Like the bass and the drumming is just crazy. And I'm assuming that Prince is playing bass on this. I know on the live version at the Aladdin, I think it's Rhonda. Um, but it's yeah. just, it's just so funky. And I do want to call out, um, 
the six minute 55 second mark um there's this part where the entire band is playing this one instrumental line and i want to say it's something like 30 second notes it's crazy and like when you see it live at the at the aladdin on the dvd they are completely in sync and it just blows me away just how good this band is so with that said i mean with with the the funkiness like the musicianship the message is interesting as weird as it may be i have to give it a five out of five you're right like how tight this band was is kind of amazing to see live which is why even though the quality of the uh, live that they had in dvd is a little bit less than you know i don't think it's even really dvd quality um it you still do get the the feeling of the the kind of how tight the band was and you know how 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 quickly they can come to a stop and come straight back in which you know for me that's always the mark of a good band is when they can get a you know a clean stop start like that um but yeah it, it i mean this is the thing is like the music on this album is always so good uh it just becomes down to a matter of taste you know with regards to the kind of the lyrical content <laughs> and how much you know how, how i how i grade stuff just comes down to that more than anything else so um yeah for me the introduction even though it is quite you know the music underneath is quite funky it does for me it does drag just a little bit and it's almost always just as they're just as Prince kind of gets to the point. I'm like, oh, OK, you know, I finally get a bit of relief and the song actually starts properly. But I I mean, I just love his vocals as well. Like just the way that he comes in with a kind of falsetto mirror mirror. It's just like it's it's like such a great kind of the way the when the song gets to that point and Prince just comes straight in. You know, it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful part of the song. So, um, you know, that's why for me. But, you know. The inter- again it's just a matter of taste i would say but you know prince played this live for the kind of the following tour um but you know once he played it at the aladdin that was the last time he played it and he didn't play it again so i mean again like a lot of the songs on this album you know due to the kind of the way that they they're structured it does just feel like a little bit of an excuse for kind of like a, a bit of a jam um you know just with the chorus being the kind of the main backbone of the song um so you know i like it's it's a it's a really kind of good live version and i i think maybe prince was like well you know we've got we've got the live version down on dvd we don't need to keep performing this song anymore like people if they want to hear the live version they can just go to that and you know pay you know 15 quid for it or whatever so i don't think he just said 15 quid because he was prince you know so uh, that's just my phrasing there but yeah so i mean i feel like we said about as much as we can about family name so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug yes so um if you don't know by now i'm obsessed with prince's spirituality <laughs> so you can um read my writing on that at a purple day in december.com i'm also on twitter and instagram at miss m-i-s-s underscore e thompson e-t-h O-N-P-S-O-N. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at, g- at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Eric. Thank you. Next, see you next time. And otherwise, goodbye. Come together as one